Hey, yo, say hello to the back. Scott Hall. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. Hi, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion. And you listen to SNS Radio Network. Yo, monkeys, it's me, PPP, the king of Adabing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. Stay tuned or you will feel Hey, you listen on the SNS Network, and that's the bottom line, the Gold Gold Central. The world is listening. Welcome to the Whole Indie Show, your home for your weekly slice of indie goodness. So it's natural that I ask myself, is this a risk? I'm willing to take. And the answer? Absolutely. If you know something about me, you know that I am trying to change the wave of the future. Jesus was a change with even days on the Innocence, once lost, can never be regained. Darkness, once gazed upon, can never be lost. All things truly wicked start from innocence. Because I want to see you, see me, smash up. Come and play. What I want is Brian Danielson's head on a stick. This is my challenge to everybody on the independent scene, and that's to thrive. Thrive to be the best in the world. With your hosts, Sandro Latelpa. Randy McWilliams. I'm just trying to say, see ya. Go ahead, say something. And Ashley Richardson. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I knew we'd go to fucking RuPaul. <laughs> and good evening, ladies and gentlemen, everybody listening. This is the whole indie show. This is a clearly different sounding Ashley, at least for this week. I don't know. I don't know how long it will take to clear up this bug that I've got, but thank God this conversation between me and my co-host Sandro is over Skype. Because if it were in person, I think he'd be down with the bug as well. So uh, hopefully we don't. Hopefully this can't spread via the internet. No, I hope not. And uh, <laughs> although I'm not gonna lie, I've been having a bit of a sinus problems over the last couple of days, but it's kind of clearing up, so I'm kind of feeling better at the moment. Yeah, it was good to hear. Um, so I guess due to the circumstances of last week, I'll let you start off, Sandro, by giving your thoughts on the latest Shikara video, the garbage one. Um, uh, I kind of like the the storyline between the video 
and where Icarus wants uh, Chuck Taylor uh, to help him bring back Chikara. And hey, as I told you and, and Randy when I went to the Dragon Gate show, I, I told you guys that he was there. So wasn't really surprised that he recorded this. Uh, although I was a bit surprised that it took him this long to actually show the footage. Were you, were you in the video? <laughs> Could you spot yourself? Um, I only saw myself for like one second, but I only saw like the side of my uh, head. I couldn't see myself in yeah, on camera. I just saw the side of myself. So I was only there for like uh, one second. It was like right okay. be right be right be uh, actually right. Uh, excuse me. Before the you see the Highline Ballroom sign, before entering the venue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I was in the front of the line. A quick, a quick glimpse there. <laughs> yeah. But uh, overall, I enjoyed it, and uh, yeah, we're we're gonna wait another month uh, to see the next one, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what comes from that. Um, now, I, ge- I guess we might as well stick this sort of weird mainstream news in here because this, well, a few days ago, Pro, Les- Pro Wrestling Syndicate, PWS, announced on Twitter that apparently Cody Rhodes will allegedly be joining the roster as soon as his no-complete cause expires. And then in response, Cody tweeted back saying, such a dark horse organization and abundance of talent, plus, um, who's the buck never stops? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Plus, buck never stops wrestled me in my first ever match. I'm going to have to do some quick research on that, people. Um... Pat Buck, apparently. His first ever match was up against Pat Buck. Now, the question is... Is this going to be real, or... Is this all about... uh, Just progressing the storyline a bit? I mean, I'm not sure, because... I think there is the possibility that Cody... And Goldust could win on uh, Sunday because they've only referred to as giving Goldust a job. They haven't said actual like a wrestling job. Well, if if the Rhodes family do win on the pay per view on Sunday, by logic, Cody Rhodes ha- has rejoined the the active roster. So if that were to occur. Maybe uh, this, uh, supposedly PWS having Cody on their roster, will probably won't happen. But it is a, a pretty good for Pro Wrestling Syndicate, when you think about it, uh, getting them more exposure uh, to people that probably don't really follow independent wrestling. So it should be interesting to see if this does happen. Now... I'm not exactly sure when his supposed uh, no compete no clause expires. Uh, maybe it could happen next month or December. We'll have to wait and find out. Well, thinking about it, 
was it three or four weeks ago that he uh, got fired? Yeah, about three, four weeks. <clears throat> I knew it was somewhere about there. So, logically, that would put it, I don't know, close to the start of December, if it was. Probably. Around there, but we'll see. I think... I just think it's interesting, obviously, Cody's sort of doing this as a... As a... T- as a tweet, just in case, you know they they could they could do this because obviously look what happened to uh, Brian Danielson. Yeah, he got released because of the whole choking the tie and uh, how uh, was it Mattel or somebody like that? Yeah, one of the toy companies wasn't yeah, happy. Yeah, supposedly Mattel was super pissed about it, and they decided, "Well, we're going to release you for the time being, but we'll call you back." And then Danielson went on the independent scene for a short time. You know, when when he went with Chikara, Chikara USA, uh, did a few other places, and then he came back uh, not that long later. So, yeah. Considering we've seen a talent such as him and uh, go back to the Indies just for a quick run, whether we could see Cody do it, I don't know. But it'd be good to see if he did. Yeah, to be it, quite honest. Yeah, it should be interesting to see what happens. But uh, I don't know. We'll see how long the this storyline with the Rhodes uh, versus the New Corporation lasts. To see if it does happen, but uh, time will tell. Yes. Uh, now, interesting. Uh, I guess a plea was put out earlier this week by Matt Cage. Apparently, he wants ACH to be his tag partner as part of the uh, AAW tag team tournament. Yes. Now, the thing is, uh, Matt Cage, he wants the shot at ACH's heritage title now for those that don't know the the alliance tag team tournament for aaw in this case the winners of the tournament they get a match of their choosing whether it's a title shot or they want a match against a, a certain wrestler so it's really anybody's choosing now in this case let's say you know cage and ach win the tournament in this case matt cage can choose to face ACH for the Heritage title. So that's basically why he wants to team up with ACH. Which obviously in context could get a little bit awkward. You know, if they win, expect Cage to probably immediately want his match. More than likely anyway. Yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, but also in the tournament you have other uh, random team that was just announced uh, with uh, Silas Young and Jimmy Jacobs, and of course you know uh, Silas he wants to get revenge on Eddie King- Kingston, and uh, I think Jacobs also wants um, uh, Shane Hollister as well. So the tag tournament so far is, uh, we'll get over the recent AEW result- results that does involve the Alliance uh, Tag Team Tournament, it's 
starting to shape up pretty well so far. Mm-hmm. That's some interesting some interesting news from Japan, at least uh some American Japanese news, I guess you could say. As uh Tony Nice is gonna be heading over to the Dragon Gate Japan shows happening from October the second for about a couple of weeks. Which I think he'd be a perfect fit for over there. It, uh, has he been already? I'm guessing he has. Uh, he hasn't been to Japan. This will be his first trip uh, okay. in Japan. And I got to say, I think this is a really great opportunity for Nice. And I think he'll fit in very well with the Dragon Gate product. And I'm calling this right now. I see Tony Nice. Uh, being invited to join Mad Blanky to basically take the spot that Uha Nation had, and we're probably going to see the Mad Blanky stable to take on the the team of uh, Shingo Uha Nation, uh, Tozawa Ricochet. Uh, for those that don't know, their stable, well, they, they really don't have an official name, but their uh, interim name is the the best friends. That's what they're they're calling it, and basically we might see the feud continue with uh, Tony Nisa and Uha Nation in Japan. Uh, I think he's going to be there for about uh, two or three weeks, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, from what I see in the current upcoming uh, schedule for Dragon Gate, he's he's been put in a lot of matches. Um, one thing that I should have mentioned that uh, I forgot to post on the on the Facebook page. Also in Japan currently with Dragon Gate is Mike Seidel, who is Ooh. the younger brother of Matt Seidel, aka Evan Bourne in the WWE. Now he hasn't uh, officially wrestled for the promotion. He's just there for training in the Dragon Gate Dojo. And uh, judging from the tweets from Shima, it sounds like he's doing pretty well. That's good to hear, definitely. Now, we have to give some credit here to PW Ponderings. Uh, the... I'm trying to think, is he CEO now of Ring of Honor? Well, he's the COO. Well, he, COO, okay. He's pretty much the boss. He, he owns the company, pretty much. Yeah, Joe Koff owner of Ring of Honor, was on with uh, Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez on the Wrestling Observer Radio show and uh, had some interesting stuff, considering all the, you know, all the things we've been hearing about Ring of Honor not being in brilliant shape. Saying that in 11 markets that Sinclair Broadcasting Group is in, Ring of Honor does ratings near, at, or over the elusive 1.0. And that also includes in time slots at 11pm and on the weekends. So Sinclair's happy with the ratings that they're getting. And clearly with those sort of figures, if you think they're in danger, keep it in mind. They're literally pretty much on a par with uh, TNA. Except TNA's got a lot more... Well... I was going to say a lot more money. They did. <laughs> I got, and then now they're getting the repercussions from it. 
He went on to also say that he doesn't mind being where WWE looks for talent because WWE fans are looking for spectacle, whereas Ring of Honor fans are looking for wrestling. I don't know. I don't know. Considering El Generico was about spectacle, but he can wrestle as well. Um, Claudio Castanoli had a bit of spectacle about him as well, and he can wrestle. I think there's plenty of talents that, that you've got there who can do all the spectacle stuff, but can wrestle as well. And I think that's what WWE is looking into to getting now. How? Why else do you think William Regal was at a PWG show? Hmm. I don't think he was just there for a cup of coffee. To you know, be honest. Anyway, he continues by saying he's proud that some of his talents may move on up to the WWE because it legitimizes what Ring of Honor is doing and that his goal for the company is to do more shows because he likes having his talent work for Ring of Honor and being able to pay them to do so. I guess that might be a dig at TNA with the fact that he has talent that he can pay. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> it, is, it is good to hear that it's, it's, it seems to be going pretty well for them. I know some people might not be appreciative of uh, some of the time slots and some of the times it's on. But if it's getting su- some of the markets getting the the elusive 1.0 figure, then it's clearly having, no pun intended, it's ha- clearly having an impact somewhere in some shape or form. So we applaud that. Something that's quickly worth mentioning if you have pre-ordered your PWG Bowler discs, they should be on their way to you now, as this past Tuesday they were starting getting shipped out. Yay. Yes, that's, that's, you've always got to cheer about that. Of course. Um... <laughs> Now, there was an interesting tweet that was sent to us by Train. We got an email from him as well, but it's an interesting tweet. Basically saying that uh, the head book, I'm guessing it's the, well, the matchmaker at uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, has instituted an open door policy. So that anyone from any promotion, whether they're contracted or not, will be allowed to compete in championship wrestling from Hollywood. Okay. Somehow I'm thinking it may be open door policy on one side. I've got a feeling you're not going to be seeing TNA or Ring of Honor talents. More than likely, due to the contract status that they're in, and WWE, to be quite honest, that that does that doesn't really sound like news to me. I mean, no offense to the guys that you know Championship Wrestling for Hollywood, but I mean that's like saying like PWG says the same thing, and yet that's really no difference. It's still an independent promotion. PWG doesn't need to say it; it just books them. <laughs> And it says, you want this dream match? Boom, you've got it. <laughs> yeah. But, 
Well, I know some promotions are very strict on it, so it's kind of good to see that they're, you know, okay, they're saying it publicly, but it, I'm trying to fit. Are there any other promotions on the West Coast that are doing that other than PWG? I think, oh, well, I know it isn't technically, but that quintessential pro wrestling was kind of doing that as well because that was getting quite a lot of TNA talent in. Yeah, but uh, they don't they don't run shows on a regular basis. They just run shows every once in a while. Yeah, because they haven't had one in quite a few months. They had like two or three in about three or four months, and now it's just nothing. Well, it's not like he's he's low on money. I I remember hearing the the owner uh, an interview saying that he's only running sh- a few shows a year. He doesn't have a uh, plans to run one show every month. Yeah. So you're probably not going to see another show from them until next year, at least. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's probably understandable, yeah. Now, we've got half a dozen names now confirmed for the AIW Double Dare Tag Team Tournament. Which, is it coming up this month, or is it... It's happening uh, early November. Right, well, it's next month. Yeah. Uh, we The first one announced was the Assyrian Portal, which already is brilliant. But added to that was uh, Mark Andrews and Pete Dunne that really seem to be making a, a name for themselves across all the American indie scene. I'm trying to think... They had a didn't they have a match in Ring of Honor that they got a, quite a lot of acclaim for? No, and, no, it was a in AIW. Oh yeah, yeah, but there was a couple of other promotions that Andrews and Dunn had been in, other than AIW. They, they were getting, I think, like standing ovations and stuff. I think you're referring to the uh, Wrestling Is Cool show, I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah, the show that was supposed to be a live by pay per view, but uh, cut it, so it was like. Live to VOD. Mm, I think I've seen their names crop up quite a lot, and everybody saying returning by popular demand to quite to quite a lot of promotions, not just the ones that they've been in. That's the that's the that's the interesting thing to me. So clearly, they might be having more shows uh, over in America, the British pair. So uh, good on them for that, definitely. Uh, we're also going to have Nixon, comprising of Bobby Beverly and Ricky Shane Page. Uh, Pierre Abernathy and Evangelistico from the Submission Squad. Hope and Change, a.k.a. Vader Scott and Gregory Iron. And the good old Jollyville Fuckets are going to be there as well. And also, on that very same show, it has been confirmed that the rematch that everybody's been waiting for in AIW... Josh Alexander will take on Michael Elgin in a no time limit match. Oh, so it's confirmed for then. Wow, that's a mm-hmm. interesting. That's an interesting lineup. But then, I guess the big news for AIW isn't even that. I'm scrolling down to try and find it again, as I lost it. 
There it is. November the 29th. I'm guessing that's probably going to be the show after the Double Dare tournament. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hell on Earth 9. We'll be seeing somebody who, surprisingly, hasn't wrestled for AIW before. But November 29th, we'll see Kevin Steen make his debut in AIW. Interesting thing to know, he was actually supposed to debut for AIW, uh, I believe might have been last year, but uh, uh, there was some scheduling conflicts and he was overly booked in other places. There was just no time uh, for AIW to book him in future shows, but now he has been confirmed for Hell on Earth 9, which should be very interesting to, to, say, the, to say the least. You better not get involved with Eddie Kingston again. <laughs> well, Kingston hasn't been in AIW as much as it seems like he's been written off for the promotion, but there's other stuff for him, for Steen to do in AIW, but we'll see. Yeah, certainly. So I think that's all I can see for the news from me. Uh, Sandra, have you got a few stories to go for? Well... Something that I want to talk about, and this was uh, posted all over the interwebs last night. Uh, apparently, the Ring of Honor owner, or COO, Joe Koff, has decided to make a statement on Jay Briscoe. And basically, uh, since what Briscoe did at last Saturday's house show in Minnesota, uh, making quite a ruckus. Uh, during the show, he's decided to suspend uh, Jay Briscoe uh, for the time being. I'm not sure how long, but uh, he doesn't want to be like held real, uh, accountable for anything crazy that Jay Briscoe does. Why am I just thinking of Ultimate Warrior? Suspended indefinitely. <laughs> Except this time he actually showed up to a show. It's not the other way around. That's. I kind of get the point of view, but is this just an excuse for him to have done one match and then go back to his paternity leave? I don't know. I don't know. And one more thing before we go to results. Uh, it's also related to AIW. Uh, for those that don't know, if you didn't see the recent Intense uh, TV episode 40, uh, it was announced there that B.J. Woodburn will now be a an agent uh, for the promotion for all their future shows, and uh, it's a, it's a good good thing to hear that uh, uh, B.J. Woodburn is going to be a part of AIW as far as the behind the scenes goes. So, you know, good on them, and you know, it's good for B.J. Uh, to help out this promotion. Yeah, it's good to see him still part of the the business of sorts. Definitely. So, given its results, should we uh, should we go to you first with the uh, New Japan Destruction card? Uh, sure. Well, let's do that. Let's get this popped up. Okay. I did like that. I not to for well, I won't mention what the content of it is, but I did like the little meme that you posted up featuring Liger. <laughs> Yeah, I saw that, and I couldn't help myself by not posting that on the page, so I had to. Sad, but it, it's kind of true. 
So, mm-hmm. anyways, New Japan's uh, Destruction 2013 show, uh, their pay per view or I pay per view in this case took place in Kobe World Hall uh, last Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, we just started with the dark match, uh, six man tag, uh, chaos team of Takashi Izuka, Yujiro Takahashi, and Yoshi- Yoshihashi. Uh, defeated a team of Tiger Mask 4, Bushi, and Takaki Watabanabe in a six-minute match. First match to start off the show, a special uh, tag team match, a non-title match. Uh, the Time Splitters of Kushida and Alex Shelley defeated a team of Taka Mishinoku and Taichi. Second match, uh, believe it or not, it was actually for the NWA world title. And... Ron Conway wins the match as he's defeating Jushin Thunder Liger in eight minutes. Eight minute match. Wow. Mm. Okay. <clears throat> you know, back in the day when they had all those 60 minute matches, which went to a time limit draw where Ric Flair would retain. I think those days are clearly gone. <laughs> well, it's not the same NWA. I mean, let's be realistic here. Yeah. It's NWA version Forty-seven thousand eight hundred and sixty-two. Yeah. Uh, next match was a eight-man tag match as the team of Toge Makabe, Tomoaki Hanma, Captain New Japan, and Mascara Dorada of CMLL, defeating the Bullet Club team of Carl Anderson, Tamatanga, Bad Luck Fale, and Ray Bucanero in a ten-minute match. Uh, next match was a singles match as a Actually, a rematch from the G1 Climax as Toruyano managed to defeat Minoru Suzuki in about a nine-minute match by countout. Uh, that sounds pretty interesting. Uh, next match is a, is a tag team match as a Laughter 7 of Kazushi Sakuraba and Katsuyori Shibata defeating the team of Yuji Nagata and Manabu Nakanishi in a 10-minute match. Next match was a uh, Lumberjack Death Match, as has been uh, subtitled by New Japan, as Hiroshi Tanahashi managed to defeat Prince Devitt in 13 minutes with the high fly flow. What, why is it that Prince Devitt suddenly become like Dolph Ziggler and is just getting buried? Well, I'll kind of get into that after I give the results. I guess okay. it's a good reason. Anyways... Next match was for the Never Openweight title as well as the IWGP uh, Heavyweight title uh, contendership as Tetsuya Naito managed to defeat Masato Tanaka in about 18 minutes to not only retain his uh, world title uh, world title shot but also becoming the second uh, Never Openweight champion. Finally. Yeah, but at the same time, the the belt really doesn't mean anything. So, you know, it's just a prop for him. Yeah, anyway. but Tanaka hasn't needed that belt for about six months at least. That's true, but I don't think he should have never held it in the first place. But uh, <laughs> that's for another another time. Uh, Semi main event was for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship as Shinsuke Nakamura got his revenge from the G1 Climax by defeating Shelton Benjamin in 12 minutes for his first title defense. 
And in the main event, it was for the IWGP World Heavyweight title as Kazuchika Okada retains by defeating Satoshi Kojima in 24 minutes with the Rainmaker for his fourth title defense. Now, uh, some interesting things took place after the show. First off, uh, not a bad news. Uh, apparently, Kojima suffered a right shoulder dislocation during his Ooh. match with Okada. And uh, because of the uh, injury, he, he is unable to be a part of the upcoming NWA shows in Texas uh, later this month. So he is out with this uh, shoulder injury and looks like somebody might uh, replace him in the uh, tour in Houston, in Texas, excuse me. Uh, anyways, related to the NWA as far as the upcoming shows in Texas, uh, it was announced that Hiroshi Tenzan, Jushin Thunder Liger, Gato, and Takake Watamanabe will be heading to the States for the NWA shows on October 18th and 19th. Uh, also, it was announced that Tamatanga will also be heading back to CMLL for an undisclosed time. So we're not sure how long he'll stay in Mexico, but uh, he should be doing fine as he had pretty much a successful tour a few months ago. Uh, on their next uh, big pay-per-view, which will take place on October 14th, so it's not that long from now, King of Pro Wrestling pay-per-view. It was announced uh, several matches taking place. Uh, first off, Shinsuke Nakamura will defend his IWGP Intercontinental title against Naomichi Marafuji of Pro Wrestling NOAH. Uh, it's very interesting because not that long ago in Noah, uh, the two actually teamed up in a tag match. Uh, from what I heard, it was a really good match. So it's kind of interesting that these two are going to wrestle each other for Nakamura's title. So that uh, should be very interesting to see. Also, another match that was announced, uh, Tatsuya Naito will defend his, uh, his uh, world title contendership against, uh, once again, his former tag team partner, Yujiro Takahashi, at the pay-per-view. Uh, of course, that show will be headlined for the IWGP World Heavyweight title as, once again, for the sixth time, we're going to see Kazuchika Okada take on Hiroshi Tanahashi. And that's pretty much it as far as New Japan. So... So far, uh, the show for the next pay-per-view sounds pretty good. Uh, of course, last year, the same show that was was recorded as probably the best uh, New Japan show for the promotion. So we'll see if this year's show will outdo last year's, but we'll see what happens. There are a couple of matches as well that I want to quickly mention on the undercard. Um... Go ahead. Hiroshi Tenzan will be making his return, and at the same time, his tag team partner, Takagi Watanabe, will be uh, having his send-off match. I, I'm, I'm get, is Watanabe leaving, or is he uh, retiring? Or No, he's heading to the States. For, okay. For the rest of the guys. But uh, they're going to be taking on the Killer Elite Squad of Lance Archer and David Boy Smith Jr. Um, 
what could steal the show, at least in, in tag match form, is the Forever Hooligans will be defending their IWGP Junior tag belts against the time splitters of Kushida and Alex Shelley. Yeah, but we kind of already seen that several times this year, so... Yeah, but every other time it's been all right. Yeah, but you're going to see the pretty much the same thing. But yeah, you could be right. I mean, the same could be said for the Okada-Tanahashi batch. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, but isn't that like the sixth time that's happened? Yeah, but, what, like that? but with the hooligans at times, well, this is like maybe the fourth or fifth time it's happened. Yeah. But one, match, sure. but one match that I forgot to mention, and uh, one that I'm very interested to see, excuse me, it's actually a rematch from the G1 Climax back in August as uh, Tomohiro Ishii will take on Katsuyori Shibata. Uh, that's a match I'm very looking forward to, and we'll see how Ishii uh, has improved because he was in Mexico for CMLL, and he's coming back for the show. So it should be very, very interesting to see how much has he improved. Okay, I'm looking at the time and kind of wondering whether we should take a break now and because, you know, quote, no surprise, surprise, people, we actually have no middle segment content this week because I did, due to the fact of the situation that I was in, I haven't really been able to catch any show just yet, but, uh, I don't know. Do you want to take a break, Sandra, and then for the, we can go through the results a little more in depth than we normally do for uh, the shows that happened this past weekend? I have no problems with that. Let's take a break. Okay. So with that, uh, here's a few commercials, and we'll see you in a few minutes for the second part of this week's whole indie show here on the SNS Radio Network. Don't go away. SNS Unplugged has returned to the airwaves. You can check out the Bronx Father, Tony J. Mirabella, and of course, Mr. Money on the Mic, Jeff Jackson, every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, as they discuss the happenings from Monday Night Raw, NXT, the latest news of the week, sponsored by our good friends over at Wrestling-Online.com. And then things get a little interesting as the topics could change from week to week, including topics such as the supernatural, conspiracy theories. Basically, whatever the hell these guys want to talk about, they're going to cover it every Tuesday night right here on the SNS Radio Network. SNS Unplugged is back, baby. Uncensored. Unbelievable. Unplugged. I'm 
Hey guys, JJ Sexay here. Are you looking for the latest news in both professional wrestling and mixed martial arts? Well, check out www.wrestling-online.com. Sign up for one of the longest-running newsletters in professional wrestling over 16 years. And just like Wrestling News Live, it's absolutely free. Join over 27,000 other subscribers, wrestling-online.com. You will learn to pronounce my name properly. Wrestling dash online dot com. Let's go to our ring announcers. Wrestling fans, your ring announcer here, Sean Beckerman, and I'm proud to present to you the Pro Wrestling Nostalgia Podcast that's taking the IWC by storm beyond the bell. On each edition, we cover a different theme, taking you back in time to relive the greatest and worst in professional wrestling. We go behind the mic, where you will get backstage stories from the perspective of a pro wrestling ring announcer on the independent circuit. Find out what it was like to announce some of the greatest stars in pro wrestling history and the funny stories behind the scenes. And we wrap it all up with old school wrestling music. So tune in to Beyond the Bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network. And I'll see you at the matches. It's go time. Every week on the SNS Radio Network, enter a dimension of sight and of sound, of pro wrestling, of impact and SmackDown. Every Friday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Mountain, get in the zone right here on the SNS Radio Network with the Bronx Father, covering all things impact, all things SmackDown. Tune in. But be warned, once you get in the zone, you can never get out. show with Sandra and Ashley I need to put that music in a little bit of context which we might as well jump to first for, for our results for this bit uh, what you just heard was Pennsylvania 65000 some old music because this past weekend we had something that I never thought I'd see in my life which was epic at the same time we had a showcase of old wrestling. 
or as it's described, an extravaganza of wrestling exhibitions from uh, Norwalk, Ohio. The best way I could describe this is, is I guess it's old school sort of uh, fighting style, but with a regular, I guess, sort of uh, match aspect. It's not like the old school stuff from the UK when it's like two falls, uh, ten minutes or whatever. So, it's an interesting lineup here, certainly. Because everybody has got a, a gentlemanly name. That's the interesting thing. Because some of these names, some of these people you probably know by other names. But First up, we saw Gregory Iron defeat Burley Bill Taylor. And then we have the Grappler's Gauntlet. As the fabulous Blonde brothers, uh, Jack Verville Blonde and Trip Cassidy Blonde. What, whatever happened to Trip Cassidy? Um, they've first defeated the Red Scare of Anatoly and Nikolai with Baron Doroshoff. And then advanced to take on the third and final team. The Jollyville Jeepers. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. Yeah, comprised of clean and jerk. That's the best work as well. And the Jollyville Jeepers defeated the fabulous Blonde Brothers. In, ingenious. Yeah, Gene Oakland would say Jollyville, fuck it. But, you know. Mean Gene isn't here. Uh, then we had Thunder Kitty defeating Penny Leclerc via a forfeit. I don't know what that forfeit was, but... Then the tag team of Marion Fontaine and Gervais Cottonbelly defeated Columbus Cruncher and Jeremy Madrox. Uh, then one that I swear I've seen before, probably somewhere... Lewis Linden beating Juan Francisco de Coronado. That's the first time when we haven't had, to had num- somebody had to change their name. <laughs> just, uh, I'm not 100% sure, <clears throat> but I I think uh, Lewis Linden might have been wearing a mask. I'm not 100% sure. I know, Yeah, I know from the picture that I've seen of the, the Ross that night, quite a few were wearing... A mask. Then, this is really interesting as well. <laughs> the lobby legislators of an anti-saloon land. I, I'm just wondering if this is like code for the campaign for a better combat zone, CCW. I don't know. But Senator Cameron S. Shepard and Representative Gavin Q. Volstead, <laughs> accompanied by Judge Hugo Lexington Black, Oh Sadly God. defeated uh, the team of Jock Sampson and Chuck Taylor, a.k.a. the Moonshine Men of Appalachia. I what? am loving this, is... this so far. I want to see this now. <laughs> then uh, Big Sue Jackson claims to run the best in stash competition. This is on the poster, by the way, to... They were proclaiming to find out who had the best moustache in wrestling. 
But uh, then Inky Scoops, the official extravaganza newsy, apparently claimed his paper held the real results. So apparently they've got their own media guy. What? Uh, Mr. Scoops, with the help of a head of concessions, Rory O'Henry McHenry, apparently put Sue Jackson through a concession table. <laughs> then Thunder Kitty defeated Nicholas Valentino in the $1,000 Open Challenge after Valentino defeated two previous opponents. And then Matthew Cross defeated Robert Evans, two falls to one, to be crowned the new world champion of professional wrestling. One, good to see Matt Cross. The question is, which Robert Evans did he face? Uh, I guess I not the same Robert Evans that you're thinking of. It's the new one. Uh, well, I know there's a Robert got, Evans. I know there's an R.D. Evans. And yeah. I know they've got cousins in Archibald Peck and... Uh, the mysterious and handsome stranger, and I think there's this doppelganger that we really don't know anything about. This seems to be. I swear this will be like. Um, oh, what's the film when everybody suddenly becomes like the one person? It's like the opposite of being John Malkovich. <laughs> I, I gotta be odd. I got to be honest, um, when I first heard about this show, I was kind of intrigued. Now, for those that don't know, uh, this OD wrestling is actually, I guess, uh, the brainchild of one Marion Fontaine in which uh, the purpose of the show is having not your standard wrestling show, but the the theme of it is the old days, like way back in the days like in 1913 uh, or something like around that timeline. That's basically the, the premise for this, uh, I guess, promotion, if you want to call it that, in which all of the wrestlers in this, uh, in these shows, they have like an, an old wrestling theme to it. And Actually, I just noticed something. Yeah. Where's Dasha Hatfield? He's he's in uh, like the mug shop, a vet poster of the event of the of the the show, but he isn't listed anywhere as having had a match. Well, I'm looking at the poster for the show, and he was supposed to face old timer Jeff King. Okay, so, not sure if it didn't happen, or the person didn't report it, or or what, but. Uh, Quick, pretty sure to, to the old wrestling website. That's something I need to say as well. It is apparently old wrestling. It's not. It's not oldie. So I, I you know, I learned this off QI. You know, when when there's stuff that says ye oldie, it actually, uh, if you want to say it properly, it's the old. It's just they wrote it completely weird. Well, I like this concept to be honest, and. The shows will, will more than likely happen in the Midwest, mostly in Ohio. So if and when they have it the next show, I say check it out because it looks like fun. I will say that. 
and they have already released a sneak peek of this show uh, between the match of uh, Matthew Cross and Robert Evans. And when you watch the video, the entire uh, video is actually in black and white. So I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing this when it actually comes out. So uh, maybe there's a chance we might review it if there's time, but uh, it looks like a fun product. I will say that. See, because they're old school, I don't know whether they'd have a Twitter. That's, that's the problem. Actually, they do have a Twitter. Oh, it's genius. Yes. Good. <laughs> I might have to keep an eye on that to see what happens. Anyway, that's that's, an, that's enough old wrestling <laughs> for one week. <laughs> we'll now go to something that's slightly more current. And that's AAW. <clears throat> Their defining moment show happened last week. Uh, on the pre-show, we had... Uh, Bernardino, Moondog Bernard, and Seaman. Is this like QQ Dolphin or something? Uh, no. Um, I've been catching up on my AAW shows, and Seaman uh, is a mask wrestler, which is gimmick is he's from the sea. Okay. A bit weird. Um, uh, but that team did defeat the team of Mike Steele, Ian Danger. And Alex Castle when Moondog Bernard got the pin on Ian Danger. And also on the pre-show, Travis Banks defeated Malachi Matthews. So now we come to the main show. Starting off with Prince Ali defeating Knight Wagner with a 450 splash. Next up, we had Colt Cabana taking on Marcus Crane. With it becoming a tag match eventually when... Dan Lawrence came in for a beatdown, but then Yuntai Miller made the save. Uh, then a, a load of stipulations were made. Uh, if Miller and Cabana win, Cabana gets a match with Shane Hollister late the, later that night. If Lawrence and Crane win, Crane wants Cabana's jacket. <clears throat> and then PJ Drummond got on the mic and added the submission stipulation and that the loser has to say uncle. Anyway, uh, Miller and Cabana beat Crane and Lawrence when Cabana made Crane say uncle. Now, you see, I am wondering whether he actually got him to actually properly say it. Or whether he, like, said to Crane, you know, isn't, isn't your daddy's brother your aunt? <laughs> and then Crane would go, no, it's my uncle. And it's like, he said uncle, ring the bell. I want to see if that happened. I'd love it if it did because that's that's perfect Cabana style. But uh, yeah, Cabana goes on to uh, challenge for the belt later the night. Yeah. Oh, go. You were you going to say, Sandra? No, I was just going to mention that 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 could be a possibility of that happening. But yeah. we'll have to wait and see. Uh, next up, the Heritage Championship on the line as ACH successfully retained against Christian Rose after a reversal into a small package. And afterwards, Marek Brave came out and called Rose in the ring and they had a bit of a brawl. Then the AW tag titles on the line 
as Kung Fu Manchu of Lewis Linden and Marion Fontaine successfully retained against Zero Gravity. Uh, during the match, Monster Mafia actually attacked Gakaya and uh, apparently banged his head pretty bad. Uh, not haven't heard any update on how uh, Gakaya is doing. Then Cabana announces that he and uh, Yuntai Miller will be in the tag tournament, which I'm guessing will be for the show uh, next month, or later this month, should I say. Then gets beaten down by Hollister and his crew. Then, in apparently in the second time they've ever faced each other, Eddie Kingston beat Jimmy Jacobs via the rolling backfist. And then Jim Lynham comes out to announce that the tag team tournament starts now. Or starts tonight anyway, because we only have, I guess, one match. I don't know. But uh, the Monster Mafia of Alexander and Page defeated Team Ambition of O'Reilly and Richards. And then Page got the pin on Kyle O'Reilly. Which... I don't think this is an exact rematch from what happened on Ring of Honor, was it? No, they, uh, Paige and uh, Alexander, they fought uh, Red Dragon. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's pretty close. What, what, one of the two was there. Um, yeah, I guess. Uh, then uh, Heidi Lovelace beat Jordan McIntyre. And then after the match, McIntyre takes another Boz driver from Boz, who came out during the match. And Silas Young, accompanied by Val Malone, beat Eddie Edwards with the PG Wadger plunge. Uh, then Michael Elgin defeated Keith Walker. Apparently during the match, Elgin was able to perform the, sta- the stalling standing suplex, whatever you want to call it, for, for, for about 30 seconds on Keith Walker. Which, if you've seen the stature of Keith Walker, he's a pretty big guy. So the fact he can do that for 30 seconds is pretty impressive enough. And then the main event. Shane Hollister defeated Eric Cannon to retain the AEW Heavyweight title. Apparently at one point, Eric Cannon poured beer on Scarlett Bordeaux, Sandman style, and she then spat beer at him. Yes, this is what. <laughs> and apparently, just... for and apparently from a photo that I saw on Twitter, uh, I believe Eric Cannon gave a brainbuster to poor Scarlet. Oh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> wow! Now speaking of the AAW stuff, uh, I'm guessing the Monster Mafia match was uh, the only one that night as part of it but uh the the tournament officially starts in a couple of weeks with the uh hostile intention show followed by the war is coming coming show the following week and then it all culminates in the semi-finals and the finals at the end of november in windy city classic nine so keep an eye out for all of that and see you goes. One thing it is worth mentioning now is uh, that night's AAW show was dedicated to Kenneth J. Hartman. From what I remember, he actually uh, 
you know, he was a big fan, but uh, oh, I'm trying to think. I remember hearing about some fan who uh, passed away who couldn't make it to a show. I think Steen mentioned it in one of his escapades, didn't he? Uh, I think... I believe so, but I don't think Steen uh, wrestles for AEW. I don't think, yeah. Uh, something like yeah, that, unless, though. Yeah, because I think maybe Eddie Edwards might have mentioned it to him, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think it might have been something like that, yeah. But yeah, respects out to uh, his family and everything. So next up, Shine 13. Unlucky for some. Especially, uh, I don't know. I don't know who, but uh, it started off with a fatal four-way as Sue Young defeated Taylor Hendricks, La Rosa Negra, and Zandra Bale when she made Zandra Bale submit with a yellow fever. Then Nikki Rocks, accompanied by Daphne, defeated Leavon Dutch with a Barbie crusher. Hmm. Then we had, oh my word, the team of the SNS Express, <laughs> the unofficial team of a network or something. Sassy oh, Stephanie and Jesse Bell Smothers. <laughs> I need to ask Steffi what the SNS Express uh, stands for. I think we should find out. I think it's Steffi and Smothers, I'm guessing. Uh, that would make oh. sense. <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing that's what it is. If they, if, if they suddenly have a logo that's very reminiscent of the one for the website, <laughs> we're taking it to the court, damn it. Um, but they went on to be successful against the American sweethearts of Santana and Amber O'Neill with a dropkick kiss my sass combo. Next, uh, Mercedes Martinez defeated Solo Darling with the Fisherman Buster. Then, you see, we need to check this out. Nevaeh defeated Lever with a chin checker after interference from Steffi and Jesse Bell. Then afterwards, uh, the SNS Express and Nevaeh attacked Lever afterwards until uh, uh, the American Sweethearts made the save. So that's probably hinting towards... A six per a six woman tag probably at Shine fourteen. The question is, what was Lever cosplaying as? Can we, can we find this out? Oh, you you didn't know what it was. What was she? What was she cosplaying as for Shine? Uh, she was cosplaying as the nurse from Silent Hill. Oh, now I remember the video. Yeah, one of the like. One of the pyramid head nurses style things, yeah, yeah, but it wasn't a pyramid. It was like basically, <clears throat> yeah, had like um, I guess wrapping tape over her head. I guess that's the way they describe it. Yeah, that, that's what that's yeah, that's how they look. I only associate with the pyramid heads because basically you have to run away from them in the game. So, okay, yeah, I, I remember now. Uh Next, we had Mia Yim defeat Nikki Storm with a 450 double knee drop. And f- from what I've heard, Nikki Storm did a very impressive debut here. And I think she's... Is she also making her debut for uh, this weekend? Yeah, she is. 
In fact, actually- if you haven't seen if you haven't seen her already, this is a this is a Scottish woman who will beat the crap out of you. So, and I think she yeah. she fought me a year uh, on this show, and I think she's supposed to be fighting her again, isn't she? On Girls Night Out, from it what is. I saw from her rematch. promo, so rematch. Yeah, it's, yeah. Then we had uh, an interesting tag match as Alison Kay teamed up with Ivelisse, aka Valkyrie, to take and um, take on and defeat Jessica Havoc and Amazing Kong after Ivelisse hitting Havoc with the Vertigo kick. Interesting that it won't, it wasn't Alison Kay. So so much for the big push for Alison Kay's return. When Ivelisse actually did the finisher. Anyway. Uh, the main event for the Shine title saw Rain successfully retain with the implant DDT on Angelina Love. So Rain's reign continues on. Who will be next to Challenger? Um, probably. I don't know. Who could it be? I guess Kong is a possible. Tender, uh, trying to think of some of the other strong contenders for it. Could we have some? We can't really have mistrust in the Valkyrie stable at the minute, but we'll have to wait and see, I guess, when it comes to. Did they announce when the next Shine show is? Is it like late October? Um. I I just saw it and I don't remember the day, but I'm looking at the uh, calendar and if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's on the 18th of this month. If I'm not mistaken, so I got a, a few weeks away. That's not too bad. Yeah, but I'm just I'm just looking at the schedule now of like some of the stuff that is coming up, and I've just realised the next few weeks. I, I thought September was bad for like loads of shows. It's getting worse. Can, can you? I, I don't want to say this, but can you give us a rest, please, indie companies? <laughs> Not too many shows to cover. Like, <laughs> we'll come to you by Christmas. We now have forty-seven shows to go through preview. Uh, starting off, no. <laughs> anyway, Ring of Honor, the New Dawn show. From Hopkins, Minnesota. Started off with uh, Adam Cole and Jay Briscoe cutting promos. And Jay saying that when the doctor cleared him, he'd fight and become the Ring of Honor champion again. Until Jokoff stopped him. Opening match saw Red Dragon defeat the Monster Mafia. But I think everyone that I've heard thoughts on has said that this was a very good showing for the Monster Mafia. She deserves to be. Yeah. Then Mark Briscoe defeated Silas Young. And then the tag team of Elgin and Lethal defeated Adrenaline Rush. And then from there we went straight into the Honor Rumble, which featured Jay Lethal, well, in in order of appearance, Jay Lethal, Matt Taven, Kyle O'Reilly, Delirious, ACH, Roderick Strong, Cheeseburger, Silas Young, Mark Briscoe, Josh Alexander, Eddie Edwards, Mike Bennett, 
Darius Thomas, Bobby Fish, and Davy Richards. Anyway, Mark Briscoe won, so would go on later that night to take on Adam Cole. Next, we had Michael Bennett defeat Eddie Edwards after interference from Maria. Kevin Steen beat Jimmy Jacobs with the package pole driver, and then afterwards, Bennett attacked Steen. So that's clearly probably going into the Glory by Honor show coming up uh, in the next few weeks or so. The Ring of Honor TV title match saw Matt Taven successfully defend against both David Richards and Roderick Strong after Silesia Sparks interfering and Taven pinning David Richards. And then Adam Cole defeated Mark Briscoe to retain his Ring of Honor world title. Jay Briscoe was at ringside. But uh, obviously Jay's actions caused him to be uh, thrown out. So, well done, Jay. <laughs> I guess you, I could say you idiot, but uh, he could legit kill me. So, I'll just say it in passing. So then we come to over over the Atlantic Sea, over to my land. Okay, that sounds wrong, but over to the UK, should I say. For Southside Wrestling. And the Crossing the Line show happening in Nottingham this past weekend. Some very good talents on here, I'm surprised. Started off with... Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. defeating Ricochet with a penalty kick after getting his knees up to block the uh, SSP. So a big win for Sabre, arguably. I'm, I'm guessing SSP is Shooting Star Press. Yep. Why, why they didn't put Shooting Star Press, I don't know. Um, the speaking championship on the line saw Mike Kirby, Kaylee Ray via DQ. Then El Ligero defeated AR Fox with a springboard DDT. Six <laughs> defeated Soldier Ant after hitting him with a belt. Is it worrying that I've never heard of El Ligero or Sticks, but I have heard of AR Fox and Soldier Ant and Ricochet, and I haven't heard of Zack Sabre Jr., and all these people that I haven't heard of are going over against massive talent? Wow, are you serious? You haven't heard of uh, El Ligero? Off the top of my head, no. I've heard his name for like, like... I've heard his name over this past year. I don't know. It's a lot. A lot. A lot's happened this past year. <laughs> uh, it's hard to keep track of all this stuff. Yeah. Now you come. Now I come to think of it. Yeah, I have heard that name, but it's interesting to see that. Even with this next one, Mark Haskins defeating Drake Younger. Okay, we know I know who Mark Haskins is, but some of the big name talent isn't going over like you thought they might have done. They came over to the job. Way. Yeah, they came over to the UK to job of sorts. Wow. Uh, Ultraviolent Rules match saw DJ High beat Jimmy Havoc and T-Bone with a lariat on Havoc. Apparently T-Bone was out after being put for a table. DJ Hyde refused the job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then the... 
the Predators defeated Max Angelus and Robbie X after Max Angelus walked out and left Robbie X on his own in the match. So two on one, that was bound to happen. And then, in what I'm guessing was the main event, the CZW heavyweight title was on the line as Drew Gulak successfully retained after a low blow and a roll-up on MK McKinnon. So, Drew Gulak still your CCW heavyweight champion. So, finally, we come to wrestling as respect. We've got to leave this last, because I did bill it, like, last... (laughs) Last time was the show that you should probably watch. Because it's got a very good card. Which I think is fair from what I can see from it. It started off with the Assyrian Portal. Defeating the Colony Extreme Force. Which interestingly was Arctic Rescue Ant and Deviant. So apparently Colony Extreme Force and the Swarm are like the same thing now. Uh, a massive pin Deviant in this match. Interestingly enough, though, Deviant did talk about trying to shut down wrestling as respect after everything that happened with uh, wrestling is intense. Why am I not surprised? Yeah. Then uh, Granakuma defeated Asad King. Uh, Yaka defeated Jay Diesel. Green Ant then defeated Chris Dickinson with the Shikara Special. Uh, Vader Scott defeated Lever. Lever cosplaying as. Do you want? It's best. It's best if you do it because I'm not aware enough of Adventure Time in order to actually give a proper. <laughs> um, I guess for those that uh, watch, there is this cartoon uh, in the states in Cartoon Network, and probably all over the world if you have it available. Uh, yeah, it's over called... here. I know they're bringing out a video game about it uh, called. It's it's one of the best titles for a video game I've ever heard because it's got punctuation in it. It's Adventure Time. Explore the dungeon because I don't know. Exclamation mark. <laughs> <laughs> Random title, but anyway. Um, I've seen bits and pieces of Adventure Time. It's, it has its own unique style, I guess. But uh, anyways. Um, Leva Bates was cosplaying as Finn, uh, who was the main character of this cartoon, and uh, she pulled it off with the uh, with the hat, and she even made her own sword, which uh, which was a uh, quite entertaining, I will say. I am I am petitioning Leva to appear just randomly on the cosplay stage at next year's Eurogamer. Please, Leva, if you're listening to this. I will drop everything just to see that on the stage. Just send her a tweet. She'll probably read it. Well, I'm trying to, I'm hoping that next year it doesn't clash with like, uh, hopefully the, hopefully if she does do like a show at the end of September, like the Bellatrix show, she can actually go there or something. Oh, that's a shame. Um, uh, also on the card, we have the Estonian Thunderfrog defeat Delirious with a backslide pin. And then the main event, Francis O'Rourke defeated Fire Ant via the Camel Clutch. And then in a very interesting turn of events, 
Green Ant challenged both Francis O'Rourke and Drew Gulak for the next Wrestling is Respect show. So it looks like we're going to be getting a very, very interesting triple threat match coming. Which I'm intrigued about, to be quite honest. I'm just having a quick look ahead now because of this Wrestling is stuff. We have got a little bit of time. I'm just looking at what schedule we've got for the shows. I know we've got a couple of shows this weekend. Then we actually get a weekend off from Wrestling Is stuff. Then uh, Wrestling Is Heart is in two weeks. Wrestling Is Cool is in three weeks. Then Wrestling Is Fun the week after that. Week after that, a double header of Wrestling Is Art. And then... Kaiju Big Battle returns to uh, Studio 48, is it? Yep. For their next show. Of course, the big thing about the wrestling is awesome. I'll, I'll quickly bring it up here because it was a video that I caught and was quite slightly uh, confused by. I haven't seen the card yet, so I might need to see it. I might be able to see it from that. But... The Wrestling Is Awesome show was being promoted by Dr. Cube. Really? Which makes me wonder something's going on. <laughs> yeah, he. Okay. I guess he's going to be there because he said you will not be proclaiming that wrestling is awesome. You'll be proclaiming that Dr. Cube is awesome. <laughs> now... Was this on the Wrestling Is channel or was this on the uh, Kaiju channel? Good question off the top of my head. Might have been both. You have to send me the link uh, during the break. Yeah. I want to see this. But um, I do want to mention something real quick. Um, if you go to the Wrestling Is Heart uh, website, the upcoming show is entitled as their season finale. And the next show after that won't be Wrestling is Heart. It's actually Class Wars. Which is about, I think, two weeks later, if I'm not mistaken. And obviously, this kind of sets up of the, I guess, the Gekido, I guess, supposedly, quote-unquote, killing Wrestling is Heart. And as we went over the results of the Respect show... Now they're bragging about closing the respect brand as well. You know, so it seems like one by one, these other wrestling brands are going down. And it with seems, the upcoming... It seems Quackenbush's intent enough to just basically kill all his promotions off and basically nobody give a damn about it and everybody just watch PWG. Let's be honest here, Quack. You know, the more, the more promotions you start shutting down, the less and less I personally will care about this promotion. Because don't, don't make me pull the curtain back on who's underneath some of those masks. Because don't worry, I could. No, no, no. Don't do that. <laughs> but something that I want to bring up, and it kind of makes sense. Uh, I got to give credit to PW Pondering, the guys there. Uh, they mentioned this on, the, on their podcast, the most recent one, in which they're comparing uh, Chikara that has this cult-like following and they compare it to some old shows that were canceled back then, like uh, 
Futurama, Arrested Development, and Firefly, and then they were later brought back due to popular demand and you know due to DVD sales and whatnot. I think that if there's more demand with Chikara from the fans, Icarus wanted uh, the fans to use the hashtag "I am Chikara" for like the entire time during Raw, and for the time being. I am Chikara was trending. So it seems like with more fans uh, either using those hashtags or demanding, you know, Chikara to come back, it seems like that's what they're trying to do, uh, I guess, with this crazy storyline. Just looking... uh... Where's the wrestling is it must be on the uh it must be on the kaiju page Sandra I think well there is something that I've noticed that is interesting on the wrestling is uh YouTube page their banner does now feature the ashes logo and also something representing a kaiju conspiracy ensues Yeah, where is wrestling is funny? I'm just looking. Wrestling is funny. Wrestling is dramatic. There's all these different ones that aren't there. And how can you eat a lemonade slushy? Sorry, I'm getting distracted by the wrestling is page. I'm sure you can drink lemonade. You can't really eat it unless you freeze it into ice. It's a bit weird in itself. Anyway, with that, oh, there's I, I, something that I want to mention as well and get your thoughts on. Considering you just talked about the whole uh, wrestling is heart situation, the the next wrestling is fun show, November the third, is entitled Between Green and Yellow. Okay. Well, remember the significance of the first Ashes video? When Green Ant was given the yellow costume? Yeah, I think I know where you're going with that. Yeah. I talked about it last week. But uh, it looks like it's all going to revolve. It's going to revolve eventually in uh, Vince McMahon basically taking the mask off um, Kobold. And, you know, he'll just say, it was me, Internet. It was me all along. Or something like that. It'll it'll happen, don't worry. Anyway, with that, we will take our final break when we come back. Uh, I know we've got an email from L-Train previewing an EWF show that's coming up, but we've also got Quite a few other shows. Um, so I know CCW has one. Ring of Honor has one. Wrestling is has a double header, uh, and then we've got some interesting. Uh, not one, not two, but three women shows. So I think uh, Chris Husk, if he's listening, will be happy with that. So I, I, I guess this next segment is partially for you, Chris. But anyway. Uh, 
Join us for the final part of this week's show after this break. Each and every midweek with Chuck W. And each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe. Exclusively on the SMS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun. Everybody. Have you ever wondered how you can be even more interactive with the SNS Radio Network? Well, just like the WWE, TNA, and everyone else on the planet, we're on Twitter. You can check out the entire network at SNS Radio Network. If you want to hit us up on Unplugged at SNS Unplugged, you can check out the whole indie show at TWIS underscore podcast. The Elite Force Podcast at EF underscore podcast. You can check out my show at SNS Get In The Zone. And if you want to contact us individually, you can check out our personal Twitter accounts. I'm at Bronx Father. You can talk some wrestling with Mr. Money on the Mic, Jeff Jackson at SNS underscore JJSexA1. You can bark at the Trey Dog at Trey on the Radio. You can swim in the waters with Mark the Shark the Carlo at S underscore Tapley, T-A-P-L-E-Y. Harass the Power Andy Knowles about The Miz at The Power underscore Rewind. If you want to challenge the Rasputin of sci-fi and gaming and <coughs> politics, check out Mindwipe at Mindwipe. You can follow William Walkie Walker at Walker Views. And if you want to talk some old school wrestling, you can hit up Sean Beckerman of Beyond the Bell at Sean Beckerman at S-E-A-N-B-E-C-K-E-R-M-A-N. So don't be shy. Check us out on Twitter and be interactive right here on the SNS Radio Network. Ugh, stupid bird! Every 
every Thursday, the SNS Radio Network gets in the ring and starts running the ropes. When I watch, I, okay, I, wa- I caught SmackDown again. I caught, she- I skipped Sheffield's gimmick, and I couldn't help but to think that his new gimmick sounds like an Arby's uh, roast beef sandwich. Join Brian Maverick Bertrand and Chris Kelly from HeadlocksHeadlines.com as they talk about every random thing going on within the WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, and the NorCal Independency. Running the Ropes also features interviews with stars from the past. It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog Jesse James. Present. What's going on, this is Kazarian. And this is the Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels. And future. Hey guys, it's Dream of Fatigue. And so much more. So join the guys every week on Running the Ropes right here on the SNS Radio Network. You're still here for the final part of this week's Holiday Show with Ashley and Sandro, and it's time to do some previews. And first, we go to an email from L Train uh, regarding the e- uh, EWF show that's happening this weekend at the Knights of Columbus Hall in Covina, California, at 4315 North Vincent Avenue. Uh, so far, there's only about three confirmed matches so far. Uh, the EWF heavyweight champion Iron Man Mike Mays will be teaming up with Roger Ruiz to take on uh, raunchy Rico Dynamite and the mega king Tommy Wilson. There'll also be an intergender lumberjack match as Hudson Envy takes on Tarasso, and the Fallen Empire will be defending their EWF tag titles against the Von Dooms in a tag team ladder match. Uh, Tyshawn Prince Patient Zero accompanied by his stuffed animal manager Botch why is it everybody's bringing out stuffed animals with them Kimberly um, oh who's the other one well it's not really a stuffed animal but I guess Lufisto uh, yeah Lufisto there is some some inanimate animate object or something, and also the uh, EWF American Lebanese champion Prince Rasid Mohammed Abdullah Najjar will be in action. No doubt, El Train will keep us up to date with what happened with that next week. But uh, hope you enjoy the show if you're going to it. Certainly, uh, but. Yeah, thanks you for, thank you for the email as well. Remember, if you're going to any show and you want to give your thoughts on it or you want to tell us about the card, feel free to email us into wholeindia.snsradionetwork.com uh, or, you know, post a message about it on our Facebook page or even tweet us a link to it, either myself, Sandro, or the uh, TWIS account itself. And we'll make sure we'll check it out and get the news out about it uh, out there to everybody so they're aware of it. You know, in the local area, they may listen to this. You never know. 
So, we'll start off with, uh, I think we'll start off with Ring of Honor. Uh, this Saturday at the DuBurns Arena, 1301 South Elwood Avenue in Baltimore, Maryland, 21224, with a 7.30pm bell time. Interesting lineup here, certainly. We're going to have uh, Outlaw Inc. of Eddie Kingston and Homicide taking on the Monster Mafia of Josh Alexander and Ethan Page. My worry is who's going to get their finger broken. Alexander or Page. Uh, there's also going to be a four-corner survival match as Roderick Strong, Antonio Thomas, Caprice Coleman and Tadarius Thomas will all be in action. That's intriguing. We've got two Thomases. That's going to be confusing to call. In a match that's only happened, I think, in PWG so far. Or is it set to happen in PWG? ACH versus Kevin Steen. Isn't that set for the the show in a couple of weeks? I think it is. I Didn't it happen in Bola, I want to say? It wasn't Bola, no, because no. ACH and Steen went through. Then it probably might happen at. I think it's. I think it's like, set for the next one. Yeah, I I so. has it got a name? I can't remember. Uh, the Matt uh, Rushmore Wrestling, something like that. Oh, that's it. Yeah, it's something to do with Mount Rushmore or something. Yeah, I remember now. Um, Adam Page will be taking on Die Hard Eddie Edwards. Jimmy Jacobs will be in the third of his trial series matches, taking on Michael Bennett. Then the TV title will be on the line as Matt Taven with Truth Martini will defend against Cedric Alexander. And the world tag titles will be on the line as Red Dragon defend against Jay Lethal and Michael Elgin. That could be a tough match for Red Dragon, definitely. And a very special interview with the new Ring of Honor champion, Adam Cole. Don't be surprised if he suddenly gets put into a match. Because I can probably see that coming. Uh, then, tying into our song of the night. But, well, you'll guess what it is anyway from me telling you the title of the show. CZW will be having a special event this Friday uh, entitled The Memory Remains. Yes, we are playing the Metallica song at the end. Uh, basically, this has been put together by CZW and the Maven Bentley Association. Uh, it's going to be a special benefit event for the Alzheimer's Association at the VOGT Rec Center in Philadelphia. Basically, a couple of CZW staff members have lost loved ones to Alzheimer's for the past few years. And over that time, they've uh, raised money with friends and walked in their honor. And basically, the aim is that you'll hope, hopefully that those of you who do go to the show in Philly will help to raise funds for the team from CZW participating in the memory walk happening on Sunday, November the 10th at the Citizens Bank Park. Tickets will be at the door for a minimum donation of $10. And so far, you've got three not-too-bad matches on the card, actually. Uh, Latin Dragon will be taking on Xavier Cross. 
Chainsaw Joe Gacy will be taking on Devon Moore of A Nation of Intoxication. And Drew Blood will be facing Bulldozer Matt Tremont. Also confirmed to appear in some capacity. I'm guessing considering who, who they are, this is probably going to be one-on-one action between these two. WSU's Bonesaw Jesse Brooks and Portugal's perfect athlete Shanna. So if you can go, yeah, donate what you can. You know, I wouldn't say donate the minimum ten dollars. I'd say go fifteen or twenty because you know, house there is a, quite a lot of um, research going on into Alzheimer's and trying to uh, stop it because I think it's basically Alzheimer's is like the second. Uh, biggest cause of death outside of cancer I think at least in uh, people with old age anyway and the more we can get rid of uh, Alzheimer's the better so give what you can for that definitely next up uh, wrestling is actually kind of awesome now the while we were in break, Sandro did catch the video that we were talking about of Dr. Cube, and I think we're both agreed that probably Cube will be making some his presence felt at some point, we feel, this weekend. Are we right, Sandro? Uh, yes. Uh, judging from the video that I saw, apparently he will make his appearance on the Sunday show in New Hampshire. So we're okay for the Saturday show. So if you're going to the Saturday show at the Fairfield Community Centre, 61 Water Street in Fairfield. Uh, is Emmy Maine? I'm trying to remember. Uh, I believe it is. Yeah. Uh, doors opening at 6 for a 7pm bell time. Tickets to this one are $10 general admission, 15 front row. And as ever, with all wrestling his shows, Kids 12 and under get in for free with a paying adult. So on this lineup, we've got Estonian Thunderfrog taking on Cobold, Bucks Belmar taking on Gervais Cottonbelly, and a tag team of Jivan Jimmy and Andy McKenzie taking on Yaka and Oleg the Usurper. And then we've got the Wrestling is Awesome Championship Tournament quarterfinals which we'll see Shane Matthews take on Tommy Mack. Green Ant face Franco Rourke. Scott Jagged Parker take on Juan Francisco de Coronado. And Dalton Castle face Max Smashmaster. From there, we move to the Sunday show in the afternoon at Nashua Elks Lodge on 120 Daniel Webster Highway. In Nashua, New Hampshire. Doors opening at 2.30 for a 3pm bell time. Same pricing as it was for the other show. 10.15 front row and uh, kids in for free with an adult. The tournament will continue with the semi-finals and the finals of whoever wins the quarterfinals in that uh, 
previous bit that I mentioned. But alongside that, we're going to have Jivin Jimmy taking on Flex Rumble Crunch, Surfer Mitch taking on Bucks Belmar, Yaka facing Gervais Cottonbelly, and Oleg the Usurper taking on the Estonian Thunderfrog. And possibly Dr. Cube trying to uh, kill Wrestling is Awesome. As they could, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Wrestling is Awesome crowns a champion. And then all of a sudden, uh, it doesn't exist anymore. I would not be surprised. We have a new champion. Oh, wait, this company doesn't exist. They never were champion. Yeah, quite, <laughs> I guess trying to copy Shikara. You know, like, uh, what was it, with uh, Pieces of Hate. I guess. You have the belts for about 40 minutes, and then you lose them. Because the company doesn't exist. Yay! And then we come to the shows that matter, considering the music that we had to intro us in. Starting off with... It's interesting because it's all happening on Sunday. <sighs> Sunday is Women's Wrestling Day as well as Battleground people. So, we start off with Bellatrix over here in the UK. Which is a special Bellatrix versus Shimmer show. Bellatrix 7 if you want to give it a number. Happening on Sunday the 6th of October at the Epic Studios in Magdalen Road, Norwich. Uh... I think tickets are still available for the show, but it is available on iPay-Per-View worldwide. Uh, and price-wise, it's... I'm trying to think. I think it's about... At least if you get it before Sunday, it's, I think, about... Well, it's £7.50, which would translate to about $11 or something. Which, to be quite honest, isn't too bad yeah, it's for about, the quality of the show you're getting. Yeah, it's about 10, 11 bucks. American dollars, that is. Yeah. Because you're going to have the Bellatrix European Championship on the line as Liberty defends against Sammy Baines. Christina Von Erie will be taking on Scarlet. No, not that one, everybody. It's a different Scarlet. <laughs> the different Scarlet. With a different spelling. It's not the Scarlet that apparently everybody thinks I'm obsessed over. Uh, the Bellatrix British Championship on the line as Erin Angel defends against Penelope. Destiny will be taking on Lufisto. Uh, the NCW Femme Fatale International Championship will be on the line as Miss Mina takes on champion Mercedes Martinez. And then, in a rematch from April, I think, was it April? Yeah, Russell Khan. Yeah, at WrestleCon. Yeah, but I was trying to remember because I can't remember whether that was... Yeah, wasn't it April the 7th for WrestleMania? Yeah. I'm trying to remember because I think the year before it was April the 1st. So it was like early, so I was trying to get confused. But anyway, in a rematch from WrestleCon, except this time it isn't in a cage, cheerleader Melissa defends her shimmer belt against Soraya Knight. And this is only a week or so before 
I, th- I think it's this month that we're going to have the Shimmer tapings, isn't it? Yep. It's in a couple of weeks. And uh, one thing I have to mention, the uh, the first match for the uh, European title, uh, originally Liberty was supposed to defend her title against uh, Courtney Rush, but uh, she got injured, so that had to change. But uh, I think for the next, Belichick show, I think they're going to have that match. I have heard that Courtney Rush is going to be there, though, even though she isn't going to be in action. We'll see. So, there could be some sort of confrontation, like an epic (laughs) stare-down or something. But the thing is, the doors open at 6.30 UK time, so I'm guessing that's probably 7 UK time, which is about, what, 2 o'clock Eastern? Well, there you go. So, you know, those of you like uh, Canadian Barbarian, those of you who are into your women's wrestling, I'd say just for the Chile the Melissa Soraya Knight match on its own, and the fact that Mercedes Martinez and Lufisto and Von Eri are on it, I think you'll get your money's worth. I'm probably, I'm probably going to purchase it myself. Can't confirm it, but I, you know, I need to, I need to check my balance. Need to make sure I got enough. You know, I didn't spend too much money going to uh, the gaming convention. I've got some spare to in order to actually see it. But uh, yeah, keep an eye out for that if you do want to watch it live. Certainly, because I think you will be entertained. This is one that sadly won't be live, but I think it will be probably archived relatively soon afterwards on DVD and whatever. AIW's double taping. Of Girls' Night Out 9 and 10. Uh, all starting off Sunday afternoon at 3pm Eastern. At Turner's Hall in 7325 Guffrey Avenue in Cleveland, Ohio. On the corner of Guffrey and West 73rd. I don't know if the tickets are still available. Uh, there might be a few tickets available at the door. Okay, so if you if you if you want to make the trip as as long as you're nearby, I don't want people to make a, a giant countrywide trip to Ohio and then find out that there's no tickets left. So, hey, there's say only if you're in the local area. There's people that that's traveling far to go to the show. I'm hearing people from the UK are actually going to Cleveland. Or to oh, I know that, but they probably booked ahead months ago. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they aren't going to be able to go at such advance that. Yeah, considering this is going to get put up on Friday, they're going to have two days to get there. <laughs> With the, no guarantee that there's actually going to be tickets at the door. Because they might have already gone by the time they get there. I don't know. But uh, first up, we've got a freeway match with Angel Dust taking on Heidi Lovelace and Melanie Cruz. Jenny Rose will be facing Santana Garrett. Annie Social will be taking on Jules Malone. A tag team of Xandra Bao and Lever will be facing Jasmine and Jody DeMilo. Now, I'm wondering what cosplay Lever's going to do for that. Uh, I think it's... Uh, I think it might be superhero-related. That's all I'll say. You see, because she talked about Xandra Bale being like Christian Bale. So I'm kind of wondering if Xandra's going to dress up like Batman <laughs> and Lever's going to dress up like Superman 
And they're going to proclaim, yeah, this is what you're going to get with Ben Affleck <laughs> in, a, in a year and a half. Anyway, they're going to be taking on uh, Jasmine and Jody DeMilo. Uh, Sassy Steffi will be taking on Savannah Summers. Nikki Storm will be taking on Kimberly. Taylor Hendricks will be facing Silesia Sparks along with Ethan Page. And then the dream partner tag match. Vader Scott and somebody will be taking on Alison Kay and somebody. Alison Kay in her first, in, in her video message seemed to be teasing that. Who was it that she said? And then it's like, I haven't heard the news. Uh, she was teasing a certain uh, international talent. And then she said, um, uh, I forgot who she said, but it was somebody from the past. Merle Phillips, wasn't it? Or something like that. Uh, yeah, something like that. Something like that. It's like, I haven't heard the news or whatever. But it was funny. But though, when she that. was doing it, she was saying how this person is awesome and amazing. So I'm guessing the tease obviously is there. It could be Amazing Kong. I would be very surprised if that's the case. You never know. I don't know. But uh, you see, Vader Scott, everybody, everybody's saying, oh, it's obvious you're going to pick Gregory Iron. I am wondering if this is a complete swerve and Vader Scott's going to have somebody completely different in her corner. That's what I'm thinking as well, but this could be a wild card and <laughs> I don't know if it's going to happen, but Due to what happened at Shine last weekend, I'm going to pull a wild card and I'm going to say it could be Jessica Havoc. Okay, that would be brilliant. <laughs> if that suddenly happened, it would be like, yes. And the funny thing, you had the entire uh, Midwest militia on the same show. Yeah. Yeah, you would. Actually, where, where, where's Taylor? Where's Taylor made? Is she injured or something? No, she's not a part of the Midwest militia. Oh, uh, no! But I just thought Allison K could team up with Taylor Made. Oh, that's. Oh, I didn't think about that. AK forty-seven. Oh, Made in Sin. Uh, yeah, that's another possibility. I did not think about that. Uh, I don't know. But we'll see. Yeah. And then we go pretty much straight after that taping. I guess after intermission, we'll have Girls Night Out 10 tapings featuring the social network in tag action, not confirmed against who they're going to be against. I'm kind of guessing it could be Lever and Xandra Bale. It's possible. Uh, Shanna will be facing Savannah Summers. Uh, Nikki Storm will have her rematch against Mia Yim from uh, what just went down on Shine. Kimberly will be taking on Santana Garrett. By the way, that's Kimber. <laughs> Dramatic pause, Lee. Not not the other one. Not not Thing. Not Doctor Zeus, Kimberly. <laughs> I guess this is what we have to we have to call her Doctor Zeus's Kimberly. Because he seems so obsessed with the thing. Well, just call her crazy, Kimberly. That's what I say. 
I want to call her Crazy Kimberly because then AJ Lee will hate me. Um, Mickey Knuckles will be taking on Jenny Rose. And the women's title for AIW will be on the line. Alison Kay defending against Vader Scott. It may be just me, but I am sensing a title change here. Because Alison's held that belt for a long time. Uh, okay. I'm going to say... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that the champ retains. But here's my reason for that. And it's not because, uh, you know, a favoritism, you know, whatnot. That's not the case. Iron? That's what I'm thinking. I Hope and glory. <laughs> Hope and glory breaks down. Uh, yeah, I can see that. I can see that by mistake, uh, Gregory Iron either uh, thinking attacks Allison, but in fact, uh, he accidentally hits Veda and then you know, Allison gets the advantage and, you know, gets the pin. That's the way I see happening. Um, but I would not be surprised or upset if Beta wins the belt. I just can't wait for the reappearance of Sammy Giadono. <laughs> she's, a, she's a pretty cool character. I like, I like that. Yeah, she's out there. I'll say that. <laughs> I don't know if that's why I like it. I don't know. But uh, anyway, I think looking at the list, that's everything we have to go through. I mean, if there's any shows that we've missed, we apologize. But you know, as uh, as we've said a couple of previous times before, if we covered every show that happened over the course of a week, we you know we'd be here till probably 2015. Just for this week, which is a great a great thing to say that indie wrestling is going strong and everything. While other promotions like TNA look to be in trouble, <laughs> they must be getting enough money for everything. Because trying to remember when they did the AIW tag team tournament at first, he was basically saying how. He couldn't afford to do it, and now they're doing it anyway. Well, that's because so there's clearly money there. Well, that's because people, you know, bought stuff at the AIW store, which which is what he wanted. So that's why he's doing the show. <laughs> he's reinvesting all that money. Of course. Take t- take note, Panda Energy. You might want to reinvest your money elsewhere. Because <laughs> you know, I know something about business. And most people don't like losing money that they want to keep. And uh, that's kind of one of the situations there. But anyway, with that, that is all for this week's show. But make sure you check out all the other shows here on the SNS Radio Network. Tuesdays at 9 Eastern, you have Unplugged with Jeff and Bronx. Uh they are they are seemingly getting some interviews lined up for the some point later this month, which should be very interesting. Can't wait to hear some more uh news about that in the upcoming weeks from them. Uh Wednesdays you have running the ropes with Mav at I think is it like four Eastern, one Pacific, 
I can't remember. It's at some point. You'll, all the details will be on the uh, Facebook page and or the website about that. Uh, Fridays, you've got Get In The Zone with Bronx covering TNA and SmackDown. Sunday Night Showdown. Every Sunday, including this coming Sunday for WWE's Battleground coverage with uh, Mark the Shark, uh, Jeff, Bronx, Harmony, if she's... Uh, she's hope she's hopefully going to be uh, free to at least come on the mic for a bit. Certainly. And then podcast-wise, we got uh, Beyond the Bell with Sean Beckerman, the midweek edition and the weekend editions of Elite Brawl's podcast with... Uh, Sorry, as I'm clearing myself up from a, <laughs> I was clearing myself up from my uh, illness and everything, with Chuck W, William Walkie Walker, and Mind Wipe, respectively. Uh, we've also got my project, which doesn't have a title yet, but we'll be covering gaming and a little bit of entertainment stuff. Uh, keep an eye out for that this coming weekend and then also um i think there's just us have we covered everybody else that's pretty much everybody yeah so uh sandra i'll pass it over to you for the uh the social media stuff yes there are many ways to keep up with this show of course on Facebook, like us there at uh, www.facebook.com slash the whole indie show. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at uh, TWIS underscore podcast. You can follow myself at Sandro TWIS. That's S A N D R O T W I S. You can follow Ashley at Ash is my name, all one word. On Twitter. No, Ash is my name UK. Oh, I'm sorry. My mistake. Yeah, Ash is my name was taken. Ashley is my, you know, Ashley is my name was taken. Ash is my name was taken. So I had to come up with something. I keep forgetting. Something original. <laughs> you can follow him. Um, you can send us an email if you have any questions or thoughts on anything in the wrestling or if you either going to an independent show in your area, you want to promote it, we have no problem mentioning it or on our podcast. Just send an email to wholeindy at snsradionetwork.com. Uh, on, on that front, I'd just like to make a sh- shout out to Anthony. Send us an email with your thoughts on that. Um, I think it was the Fighting Spirit Wrestling show that you went to a few weeks back. You know, send send a send an email in with what you thought about that show because I'd, I'd I'd love to hear from you about it. Certainly. Uh, one thing that I should mention before we leave, and I just uh, read this. This is some of the matches announced for Shine Fourteen, and looking at the card, this could be one of the best Shine shows. Uh-oh. In 2013, my God, this card is loaded. Um, I'll just mention a few of the matches. Um, 
there's going to be a three-way uh, three-way match between Shana, Mia Yim, and Savannah Summers. Amazing Kong will take on will take on the returning Madison Eagles. <laughs> in a in a rematch from a few shows ago in a last woman standing match, Jessica Havoc will take on Soraya Knight. <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> uh semi main event for the Shimmer Tag Team Titles. Uh, 3G, the current champions of Kelly Skater and Tomomaka Nakagawa will defend the titles against Valkyrie of Ivalice and Allison Kay. And in the main event, of course, for the Shine title, Rain will defend the title against Hiroyu Matsumoto. This, this card looks really stacked and... <laughs> Of course, the Havoc. Where's Lever on it? Where's Lever? <laughs> um, I don't see her name on it yet, but there's more matches to be announced. The Havoc, uh, the the oh, Havoc, got, uh, six, the six woman taggers, I guess, are still yet to be announced. So that might be why. The Havoc Soraya Soraya match. I cannot wait to see that. I <laughs> that match alone is like buy buy it. Yeah. I mean, you. Of course, you have Kong against Madison Eagles. I mean, that one has potential as well. I mean, yeah, you got. To, that's like a bonus. It's just like you got. You get the last woman standing match. You get the one with Kong and Eagles for free. It's like what? So yeah, uh, Shine is not wasting any time with the next show. And of course, actually, that show is taking place on October twenty fifth. Uh, and of course, it's the week a- it's the week after the Shimmer show. Yeah, I'm just actually I'm just thinking about it as well. Um, next week is pretty busy as well, isn't it? With shows that we've got coming up. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know if there's a Ring of Honor show. Uh, uh Cerebro is next week from uh, CZW is certainly I know that. Yeah, and then the week after that, not only is it uh, TNA, but some other company in uh, California called PWG is uh, going head-to-head with Kurt Angle's Hall of Fame induction. Uh, I wonder which will get the biggest attendance. <laughs> Actually, I think, <laughs> I, I think next week is uh, the FWE show as well. Yes, and haven't FIP got a show in the next couple of weeks as well? Oh, crap. I think that's next week as well. <laughs> yeah, I tell you. Jesus uh, Christ. We are, we are coming into open season, pretty much. <laughs> Name a company, and they've probably got a promotion on that week. I mean, I don't know. Got, PWS has probably got something coming up in October. AIW probably... Well, they've got some later on in October. AAW, I think, has. Um, trying to think of some of the other promotions. Obviously, there's all the wrestling is. is, is, is. Anyway, you'll keep track of it at here. We'll 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 run you through it every single show and whatever. But uh, 
yeah, with that, thanks for everybody listening this week. We'll be back next week with all this happening all over again. Uh, any last words, Sandro, before we head out? No, it's just uh, uh, tell your friends about the show, you know. Uh, yeah, I guess we want to get more interactive, I guess. But uh, thanks for listening for those that uh, keep uh, interest in indie wrestling. And, of course, support your local indie wrestling or Either to one of the big ones, you know, like Ring of Honor, PWG, uh, AIW, and whatnot. You know, just keep supporting indie wrestling. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I would say, personally, I think we're already interactive enough. It's just people don't want to interact back at us. I think oh. that's the issue. We want, we want you to be more active people. You listeners, get out there. Give us your thoughts on everything. Hell, we, we don't mind if you say the show was utter shit. We'll say it. We might agree or disagree with you, depending what the depending what the show is. You know, if it's a CZW match with Greg Excellent and Tracy Smothers, we might agree with you that it's shit. I don't know. But uh, anyway, with that, this was Ashley. That was Sandro. And all of this that you've just heard was your weekly slice of indie goodness. Here's some Metallica to rock out with, I guess, of sorts. Good night, everyone. We are out. Fortune's big, mirror bane, gone insane, but the memory remains.
I'm so wrong.